Welcome to Diary of a Professional Tennis Coach with Mark Gellard and Candy Reid. Hello and a very warm welcome to episode two from season two of our podcast, Diary of a Professional Tennis Coach with Mark Gellard and me, Candy Reid. On this week's pod, we've got a surprise guest as Xavier Pujol, current coach of Vavara Gracheva and former coach of Anna Blinkova, joins us from the Australian Open. Blinkova, you might remember, had a fantastic Melbourne major, overcoming former Wimbledon champion and many people's pre-tournament favourite, Elena Rabakina, in that almighty deciding tiebreaker, which turned out to be the longest in major history and featured no less than 16 match points. Xavier has also coached teenage sensation Mira Andreva, who's recently left the Elite Tennis Centre, where he works with many other top coaching professionals. I do hope you enjoy this wide-ranging interview with Xavier and Mark, and as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can find us on X at D-O-A-P-T-C. Enjoy the episode. So we're here at the Australian Open, and we're happy to have you with us. The coach of Vavara Gracheva, a coach at the Elite Tennis Centre in France. I'd like to ask you and Mark really about life on the tennis circuit. Firstly, how long have you been a professional tennis coach? Um, since at the academy, since um, almost four years now, started with uh, Alexandre Muller, who was playing here yesterday evening, and uh, we did one one year, and then I started with Anna Blinkova, uh, who arrived after a period of injury, and she came to our center, and um, and so I, I started to to work with her, and then with Barbara Gracheva for a little bit more than one year. What's the best thing about being a tennis coach on the tour, and what's the worst thing? The, the best thing to me is um, seeing, I don't know, the higher levels, the higher levels of, of tennis, of sport, these, these uh, examples in the sport, uh, how people can work hard, have, have fun and f- in such a tough sport, which is tennis. Mark, I'm going to bring you into it because we've often had a discussion, haven't we, about all the travelling involved in tennis, all the logistical problems. So perhaps you can ask uh, a few questions that you would like to ask someone else in your profession. Well, I've been watching Varvara and Anna for the last couple of years and I think they're probably the two of the nicest girls on the tour and they improve the most. So, you know, a couple of years ago, Magda beat Varvara in uh, Strasbourg quite comfortably and then last year you beat us. And I saw the difference and I was not real happy about it, but you were doing a good job and I saw the improvement. So I wanted to see, as another coach on the tour, what, what were your thoughts about just, you know, the, the way the tour is scheduled and the traveling and everything. Is there anything you've done or changed over the last couple of years that you learned while you were traveling? Because I know I've changed a lot of things that I do with Magda from two years ago. Uh, about traveling, what changed? Yeah, just everything in general. Is there anything that you've changed as you've been on the tour longer? Trying to 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 give them as many tools as possible, technically and tactically, uh, especially technically, because because those two players they they really have to improve about uh, defense, about going to the net, about uh, being creative, having no fear to take risks. Uh, having fun to, to, to miss, um, yeah, about these things to me is uh, very important not to be uh, only a robot. What kind of coach do you think you are? 
I, I, I'm wondering every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking every day what kind of um, person I want to be. Uh, it's very different. I guess it's very different with players you have. Uh, it's it's very difficult to finally to to have a pure link with the player, and it's, I think it's the it's the key. It's the key to have the, this this link with the player that can follow you into what you see, what you what you see in in what they have to work and to improve, uh, to accept that, to see the things a little bit like you. I mean, to have this uh, yeah this this same vision, the common vision. You've worked with uh, ATP players and WTA players. What's the main difference, would you say, working with the men and the women? I'm not sure I see a lot. Hmm. I don't see a lot. Not the emotional part? It's, um, I, I, I would say that uh, for, the, for the guy I saw, uh, I, I worked with, uh, it's, it's similar. It's, it's, it's maybe different because men and women, we don't have the same way of, uh, of express it, but emotions are, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the main thing uh, to the high level, what do you think? But uh, because me, I was, I was a player, not that level, but uh, okay, I did some, some, some qualities of slams and um, big tournaments and, and my problem was uh, emotions. Where emotions was emotions, yep, and yep. Uh, so it's a problem for for everyone. Finally, and um, and the best players, yes, true. When you clearly they, they they how do you say uh, control it better than the others. But when you're on court, what do you put as the main priority? Do you say technical, tactical, mental, physical, um, or any emotional? What like when you're practicing? Like for me, I find now with Magda at her stage of the career, the most important thing for us is sort of the tactical, strategical part. Uh, if I was working with a younger player, maybe technical would be really important. What do you find is like if you had to put the most important thing at this level for you, what do you find is the number this one? This level? Yeah, at this level. Mindset. Mindset. Yeah. Mindset, wish to, wish to, to, improve, to improve the game. So how do you improve it though? Like, because I, I, you know, for me with Magda, we're doing, we're trying to improve stuff. She has psychologists. We watch matches. We do all this kind of stuff. But I'm hoping you can give me a, like a secret or something you do that I haven't got. No, but like as you said, maybe uh, with Magda and uh, me with Anna or Vavra, it was really different because Anna um, is someone who is always ready to do everything. What you say and can sometimes get lost a little bit in the middle of uh, all these things, new things that she is ready to, to try. She can have fears, but it's uh, mostly about, okay, I won't, I won't say uh, everything, but um, let's, let's say about herself, while Vavra is, uh, is really much more conservative, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Not easy to, you know, to, to try new things. She, 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 she's afraid maybe to lose sometimes what she gets uh, by doing new things. So we have to convince her to go to another way maybe or to try another way at least. More stubborn, maybe more stubborn. She's more stubborn than yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. than Anna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's it's also good. It's yeah, also very course. good because she 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 always try again and again and again. Even if you if you think that she will. Uh, uh, kill you or kill or you know go crazy but finally she's still here and still ready to work but the way to work is really different with Bavara than with Anna definitely or maybe opposite so <laughs> so I had the two in the same I, for me it's a really 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 interesting job 
have to say, having commentated on Anna Blinkova matches many, many times, she is the most positive tennis player that is out there, isn't she? She is definitely the girl who is coming every day happy, uh, happy to about everything, happy to be here in this tournament, happy to travel to China, happy to 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 try a new restaurant, happy to. I mean, she's uh, okay. We, we do this. Yes, we go like this. We, yeah, definitely. And she's, uh, yeah. The, I'm so proud of uh, working with her. I told her so many times that I'm so proud to to to, to see someone like this on the court and uh, uh, always fighting or never. She never gives up. And she has an unbelievable talent of languages. I mean. I know she speaks English, Russian, French, perfectly. Slovakian. Slovakian. Yeah, she's unbelievable. For me, it was the first time in China, but uh, <laughs> as soon as she came, she started to talk with uh, with uh, with people like this, uh, and more than a few words, uh, real, real sometimes sentences. Or she's amazing. She likes to, and even in uh, in, in Spain. In uh, Reus, this uh, this summer, she wanted to go uh, on the transportation on the front seat to talk with the guy to work the Spanish. I was uh, I was going back. She said, no, no, it's me who goes, uh, you know, on the front seat and uh, to just to talk and practice. Her, yeah, she's amazing. And she looks from the distance like a nice girl to coach, though. Like she looks like a good person to coach. Like she's gonna like be a great student of the game. Like, like I said, she's amazing. She's a really a nice, per nice person. Always, always respectful for for anything. Always saying thanks, hello, uh, uh, good, good face every mo every morning. She's crying like hell when she loses, uh, like for 10 minutes, and but she's ready to hear anything. Any, uh, yeah, and, and we can we can have feedbacks and talks for. She's asking many times for uh, for meetings. Okay, she's ready to hear. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. And she gives, she takes as much energy as she can on every discussion. And um, yeah, she's uh, she's really like amazing person. Let's set up a scenario here where it's Magdalenette versus Vavara Gracheva, first round of Australian Open, let's just say. Mark, if you go through your pre-match routine, just say uh, how long you practice with, what Magda's eating, and what you say to her before, and then we'll ask Xavier the same question. I think if we're, if we're assuming it's the first match of the day at 11 o'clock, probably Magda's going to want to warm up at 9. So we have 9 to 9.30. Uh, and then that gives her an hour and a half between because she likes to take a full shower, change clothes, mm. eat pasta, um, and then have maybe half an hour, 45 minutes before, you know, maybe by 10.15 she's starting to get her final tapes on her hands and feet, things like that. And then we'll start, you know, the warming up in the gym 20 minutes before the match. Something like that would be our schedule. And you having a little chat with her before she gets on court or do you leave her to her own devices? Yeah, we, we've flip-flopped over the last couple of years. Sometimes we have the night before we talk. The problem I found with that is sometimes it can stay in the mind all night and then they don't sleep well because they're overthinking it and... Um, then I've had times where we don't talk the night before and uh, she feels in the morning like she's not prepared. Mm. So it's finding a balance and I think it's based on, for me, it's on how she is right now mentally. You know what I mean? This week might be different to next week um, because of different factors. So I think I have to change that all the time. And I think that's part of being a coach for me is having to be unpredictable a little bit. Because and adaptable, it sounds like, as well. Adaptable and unpredictable, because if you become predictable, then, then you become... Uh, I always felt that you have to keep... 
on their toes, you know, sometimes you maybe have to show a little bit of anger, sometimes you have to support them, sometimes <laughs> you show your you're proud, like you said. I think you have to keep them keep it keep it different because otherwise it becomes monotonous. I mean, yesterday she played at uh, at 11 and we we hit the ball from from 9 to 9:30. Are you on court with her? Yeah, yeah. More and more we like to to play together, to work things, some details, to have time to stop if we want to stop, and we keep just to we play with the with the other girls just to play sets. Just uh, and we ask, okay, you want to play sets? Otherwise, you, we hit together. It's better. We can do what we want. So we, yeah, 30 minutes. If if we can start a little bit earlier, like we did, um, maybe more for 45 minutes, is better for for the warm up because she likes also to have time after also to take a shower, to prepare, to. So we don't talk a lot before the match. Most of the time we did it in the breakfast or the day before. Like like Mark said, exactly the same. Depending, yeah, how it feels. She, she's also like Vavra um, is um, some. Uh, the, the best is to let her come. Okay. And what about eating? Do you tend to have a big breakfast before practice, or do you eat after practice? No, big breakfast early before. No, 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 no food in the, the two first hour, uh, hours before the match. Just um, uh, energy drinks and. Uh, few uh, like a protein bar just before the match or but not nothing more yeah. maybe that's why we lost <laughs> maybe because we ate pasta yesterday before the match so maybe if we if we if we take europe you know we do like you we would have won no food before the match <laughs> come on, come on. last last match uh, you beat uh, uh, magna won uh, last match in charleston yeah in charleston we did yeah, but yeah. it was a tough match yeah, oh, it was it a tough was a match very good match good match yeah. and maybe that was in the afternoon and the pasta had uh, worked yeah, its exactly. magic <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay so we've done before the match let's do during the match how much uh, javier we'll start with you are you talking to your player because of now the coaching trial you're allowed to talk to the player or give verbal signs so how much are you interacting how much are you looking at the data if you have it in front of you With uh, with Anna, we were sharing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. She was asking. I was uh, I was not afraid of saying anything. With Vavra, it's more much more tricky, and we're still still uh, working on this and uh, talking much more out of the court and to to find to find the good balance because uh, because yeah because it can be tricky with her. She has a lot of emotions also. She has a lot. Uh, I think uh, again, the more I let her come to me, it's better. Uh, it's not good for me to to, to provide too many things. Uh, she can, yeah, uh, with the emotions and and everything, it's uh, it's it's tricky. So, really, one or two ideas, and not too much, and let her come to me if she needs. Does she problem solve well on court, Vivara? Can she work it out for herself if something's going wrong? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. She's a champion, so yeah, she knows how she, she knows how to manage uh, things, even if she looks uh, sometimes uh, like everyone uh, under emotion, scary sometimes. Uh, but uh, uh, she wouldn't be that level without uh, huge qualities of uh, managing things. Yeah. Good point. And Mark, what about you during the match? Are you talking to Magda a lot, or are you leaving her to her own devices? I think uh, similar to Javier. I think um, I think it's more about. The, the day that the, the there's a lot of factors some days I might coach a lot during a match and give her a lot of information and some days you know not much last week when we played Alexandrova we had uh, four match points and we lost and one of the match points she actually came over and sort of wanted to know what to do it was you know she wanted specific and the only thing I yeah where to surf where to do and and for me it was I know what's working today, but for me, my only response, you have a very quick second when they ask that 
question to you, my only response was, do hit your favorite surf, hit your favorite, do what you do best. And I think that's the best thing in that situation mm -hmm. because it might not be, you might, your best serve might be to the opponent's strength, but it's okay trust your best shots in the best moments I think it's like taking a penalty in football make your yeah. decision before you get to the ball and no matter what the goalie does stick with your decision otherwise you're going to have second second guesses and doubts for yourself just keep it question, simple then the question is what is her best shot <laughs> does she know it um, her best shot is definitely something yeah no I don't know if she knows I'm not she she will tell you, oh, you I'm, I'm, tell. I'm not you telling anybody I'm not definitely <laughs> not telling you yeah. you you already given me a hard no, time no no but I, I used to do this uh, the, to say the same do the to do what you your favorite and eventually on the weakest the weakest shot of the other one uh, if it's match it's better but anyway okay sometimes sometimes I remember um, Anna in Wimbledon this year Uh, against Begu, I think was second round, or uh, she, yeah, she beat Vic Mayer against Begu. Uh, she, she couldn't uh, win her serve to close the match, like she had one break up in the middle of second set. Uh, she lost the game, her serve, and then she had again, and, and she lost again the ser the, her serve, um, and, and then finally broke again and, and served for the match at 5-4 or something like this. And she couldn't, she couldn't win her serve anymore, the, the other one was returning amazing, she, she started to overthink maybe about her serve, her less first serve and everything, and at 15-30 uh, she, she had no, no, she didn't know how to win any point. <laughs> Just the panic. Yeah, panic a little bit, and I, I tell her, okay, make a, make a kick, because it's not her favorite, but still she, she's improving a lot, so make a kick, change something and she make a kick the ball is is soft and everything and, and Begu is missing in the net like surprised by the speed low speed and different spin maybe surprised she missed and oh, okay 30 all I, she watched at me and said well do it again huh? well, why not and she she does and boom Begu is playing in the in the in the net and sometimes I found in these situations with Magda that like almost a low level coping mechanism is to give her something so unusual yeah that it distracts her yeah. so we've had the same situation where we keep breaking losing serve breaking loser and i've i've said to her listen on the first point i want you to stand uh for your serve when you serve i want you to stand about two feet from the serve it's from the singles line so stand way over to the side for your first serve yeah. just do something different yeah. because the opponent may not understand what's going on you confuse them and it just takes their attention away from the score and gives them something different Serve, different look. serve and volley. First point, serve and volley. She says, I never serve and volley. I know, but today you're going to do just something to break the pattern and the cycle. Yeah, to, uh, about this, uh, maybe maybe one of the difference with men and women is this, uh, this desire of, uh, yes. of crea create something different, of... Uh, I don't know. Um, taking a risk, taking a chance. Yeah, taking a risk, change something, do do something different. The girls are more like repeating routines and, and need that more. I think you're right. And I think that's probably because women are a little bit more one-dimensional in that they're not so comfortable coming to the net. So men feel like they can throw in a serve and volley once in a while. Uh, yeah, even also yeah, like doing drop shots, doing uh, slices, yeah, uh, changing yeah. the rhythms. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't be against Magda in those matches sometimes where we're struggling with the surf underarm. I, I don't think it's a bad thing, just something different. Yeah. Yeah. Just to change the way she thinks. I said to Vavra, if you play quarter here, you have to do it because she's, she, I don't know why, but she finally, these last weeks, 
had fun to do it and she's doing much yeah, quite good now quite good now I say okay keep it for the quarterfinals so yeah, okay a, second week we've got a tactic yeah, would be great okay so great. we've done during the match uh, what about after the match let's do a win and loss scenario mark so Magda wins how much do you talk to her and then the cool down what do you do and then again if she loses uh, how do you make her feel better? After a win, it's a very simple high five and uh, congratulations and then a couple of points that I've found. What I find is that, that she's much more open and receptive to listen to comments after she won. She's happy to hear when I say you didn't do this or you did this wrong, you did that when she lost. Um, yeah, it depends on the match, whether there's a little bit of emo whether there's emotion, crying. Um, in this moment, I tend to, to come over uh, just maybe a handshake but leave her alone for a while for me because I think after the match there's too much emotion from everyone and me so it's better not to, to to engage too much and then we wait till later to sort of go over some things and is she in the gym calling down does she eat yeah she's one thing she's very good at is she's very professional so even if she's had a four hour seven six loss in the third she goes straight to the gym does her her bike uh, you know, last week again against uh, Alexandrova was tough to lose that four match points, three hours, and she went straight to the gym and uh, does her bike uh, stretching and mm. she takes care of that stuff. So she's she's professional with that. I think that's important for the younger generation of players as well because it's a it's a important part to to, to maintain that professionalism even after a tough loss. And Vivara, what's her post match routine? depends absolutely also about the results so let's say she wins how much are you talking and what's she doing um, straight away even after victories okay it's not always easy to talk uh, of course easier when she she, she win than when she lose and uh, yeah when she lose we, we now more or less we don't talk at all during the because yeah because too many emotions too much and and yesterday for example to me she she played a really solid match good match i would say really good match and but she was not satisfied and uh, and and we had a kind of fight because yeah because uh, because she 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 was not satisfied and i was trying to just to convince that it was it was not that bad <laughs> But she okay. She was not. She was even not happy. So so I we, we had another discussion a little bit later to clarify this and and to okay. She was saying okay. I did some good things, but still I feel uncomfortable on this and this and that. And I would like to work, to keep on working. On the, and I said okay, okay, okay. So we had to yeah. It's uh, after the match. It's emotional. Period. I'm glad to hear you have fights as well. <laughs> not just me. <laughs> a lot. Lots of fights. Yeah. But that's important that you can do that because then they have a trust with each other. I think for me, the problem is the coaches and the players that aren't able to say the truth or ain't, aren't able to hear the truth. That's a problem because then you just it just it just escalates. You're not on the same page. You have to be able to be honest with each other. And there's many times where Magda said to me, Mark, you were wrong. This should have we should have done that or you didn't do support me as you said you would. And she's right. You know, she she uh, she's right. And I have to accept when I'm wrong as well. Do you think the reason that uh, coaches and players don't fight in some things is because of the dynamic, because the player is the employer and paying the coach's fee, some coaches are reluctant to give any negative feedback in worry of losing their job? I believe it's, uh, it, can be a, it can be a problem. I, I believe then also, depending on our character, me, I, I think I cannot, I cannot 
see what I s think. I cannot do it. I cannot uh, lie or do like uh, if if. So I would s I will say the things eventually. I'm this position in my center. So if I stop to work with Vavra or Anna, I will work with another one, even a younger one, even on the junior tour or anything. So I have a li maybe a little bit less pressure. Even if I had before with uh, some other players, but still I was doing this, and I think that the player knows when you when you are true, and then he likes or he doesn't like, and uh, but it's like it. It's, I think it's the only way to 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 improve and to 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 create the link. I think that does lead to long-term relationships, doesn't it? Rather than the yes coach, and that probably can only last so long. Yeah, I mean, how long have you been with both Anna and Vavara for? A couple of years now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, almost three years. Yeah, uh, Anna, almost three years, and uh, Vavra, a bit more than one. And at the Elite Tennis Centre, you have Jean-René Lisnard. He's the founder and owner. Uh, do you still learn from him? Do you constantly talk to each other and help? Yeah, yeah sure, of course. Um, almost every day. We Not every day, but uh, yeah, many times when, uh, when I'm there, when we're working there, uh, we see each other every day. And then here uh, we, we have some calls and everything. So, yes, I learned a lot with him. I was, uh, yeah, we worked with, uh, of course, with uh, Daniel Medvedev. Uh, more recently with uh, Mira, one year. Uh, so, um, the way this guy is uh, passionate. Uh, how do you say uh, stump? St uh, no, uh, stubborn. Stump, right. Stubborn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is uh, amazing. Uh, yeah, is so yeah to push, to push, the, to say, to say things, like, as you said, to say the things, uh, not be afraid of uh, saying okay. Uh, and I think the player needs it. And the mirror you refer to is, of course, Mira Andreeva, who played at the Elite Tennis Center. How far do you think she can go? You, 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 you said it huh, before. I think she can be number one, definitely. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think we've talked about mm. her once before and her twice, and I said I think she's got that natural uh, gift with tennis. She has a real understanding, and it uh, seems like you guys did a great job with her and her sister, and she's got a good team around her always, which is important. Yeah. What do you think makes her so special? For Mira, uh, Mira, she, she 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 knows where the ball is coming and she knows where to put the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty simple. Huh? <laughs> that's pretty simple. And she doesn't miss, which is the quality of uh, best players and Novak, uh, Novak, uh, Rafa. They, she doesn't miss a lot, and she knows where to play. Even if she's not playing fast, she knows where to play, and without playing fast, she she kills you. Finally, she's 16. Uh, when do you think she's going to win her first major? Uh, I think uh, I think it could be in the, in the next two years. Yes. All right, you heard it here first. Mark, anything to add? No, I thanks so much, Javier, for for joining us and doing that. That was great. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.